You're listening to Daughter, a podcast created specifically for women to help them walk confidently and boldly in who God created them to be, with your host, Kelsey Shears. To stay connected, you can find Kelsey on Instagram and Facebook. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the first official Daughter podcast. Uh, My name is Kelsey, and I am very happy and honored that you're here uh, because this podcast is something that um, the Lord spoke to me about and put on my heart to do a little while ago, um, specifically for women. And so I hope this encourages you. Uh, So I thought, what better way to kick this bad boy off than to talk about identity and really how to discover your identity. Because that is pretty much um, the essence of what this whole podcast is going to be about and embody. So I have a heart for seeing women become confident in their identity as a woman and as a daughter of Christ. And I think that this is a topic that can get really, really deep and in depth, which is why this will definitely not be um, the only time that you hear me talking about it or else we're just going to be sitting here for like 19 hours straight and maybe break a record as the world's longest podcast. So I'm not going to do that to you. But... Um, If you haven't noticed lately, the devil has been trying to run rampant all up in this joint of planet Earth in an effort to try and steal people's identities and really to lie to them about who they are. And I know we're we're seeing this big time um, in school systems because – Satan knows that it's easier to grab a hold of someone's mind when they're younger. So he's been trying to attack our kids. Um, But really, this is something that adults also struggle with as well. I mean, there's people out there that don't even know what gender they are or if they're even a gender at all um, or if they're even a human being. (laughs) So whenever there's chaos or confusion, that is not the Lord. That's the devil. And people are confused as to whether or not they're supposed to be a cat or a bird or, um, you know, just a fuzzy blob of something. And what they're really saying is that God made a mistake through his creation of them. And let me just get this out of the way right here, right now. God does not and has never and will never make a mistake, ever. You are not a mistake. You were created on purpose for a purpose and purposely as a woman with natural, real female reproductive organs. So Even if you aren't someone who struggles with some type of gender crisis or whatever you want to call it, you still might be wondering or have wondered in the past, 
who exactly am I? That was me as well. I have had those thoughts before. Or maybe you have these defeated thoughts of not feeling good enough or worthy enough because the world tries giving us uh, this picture of what we as women are supposed to look like or act like or dress like or et cetera, et cetera. And have you noticed that those things, those quote unquote standards, the world standards are constantly changing over the years and it's extremely unstable. So our true identity is who God says we are and what his word says about us. And that, my friends, does not ever change. But I don't want to be the one who convinces you of who you are. I want the Holy Spirit to do that because, yes, I can and will try encouraging you in this, but really no one can tell you your real identity except for God himself. And he's already done that through his word. And this is so important for you to know, yes, for yourself, um, but also for others too, like your kids, if you're a mom, uh, because when you're confident in who you are, you will be better equipped to teach your kids who they are too. And this also projects onto everything else that you do in your life. And you may have heard or read about identity a gazillion billion times, um, uh, like I have, (laughs) but it's one thing to read or hear about it, but do we actually believe what we're hearing and what we're reading? Do you actually believe it for yourself? Uh, Because this isn't just about hearing a cute little message about identity um, because anyone, even non-Christians, can read what the Bible says about them, but are you actually walking in what it says through your action, through your, your, or your actions and through your life? Because this is what it comes down to is information versus revelation. And when you have this revelation on who you are, you act very differently. You talk differently. You, uh, you live differently. And others around you can see that confidence in you and they also get inspired by it. So we need to start actually acting like our father is a king because he is and you are his heir. So I wrote down um, a couple of scriptures that I've been studying on um, that talk about who we are in Christ and who God says that we are. And this is by no means all of the scripture verses in the Bible that that talk about this. There are a lot. There are a lot more. But this is just a few to get um, you started. And the reason I'm I'm saying these is because what I really want you to do is to write these down for yourself. Um, you might be driving right now or at the gym or whatever you people do with your lives. And that's fine. But please go back to this when you have a chance and write down these verses so that not only can you look them up and study them yourself, but that you can um, get them into your spirit, write them out, put them up around your house, wherever you want um, to be reminded of these. And I am reading these out of the New Living Translation. Uh, and the first one is Ephesians 1, 5, that says, God decided 
in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Genesis 1.27 So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Jeremiah 1.5 says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Hallelujah. Uh, 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Oh man, have you guys heard that song? What's it called? I know it's called I Know Who I Am, I think. And it's like, it, so it's, it goes off this verse. It's like, we are a chosen generation. And it's much better than that. But um, that is a Pre Zumba song. I get my Pre Zumba on when I hear that one. So. That's just a little, that's, that was, that's not a, I'm not quoting scripture right now. That's just me encouraging you to listen to that song. Okay. Back to, um, the word of the Lord. Galatians 3, 27 through 28 says, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Hmm, well, let me some new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And the last uh, passage I want to read is Psalm 139, verses 13 through 18. And this is so powerful. It says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Wow. Thank you, God. So you need to get understanding of this. You need to understand who God says you are and what he says about you. And this will also require you getting to know who God is too, because we as believers, the Bible says we are uh, called to be conformed to the image of Christ. 
And how are you going to be conformed to something that you don't know? So you got to know, you got to know Christ. You have to know who God is. This has nothing to do with feelings and emotions because let's be honest, there are days that everyone, including myself, um, doesn't necessarily, we don't feel called by God or you don't feel worthy or important or there's days I don't even feel saved sometimes. <laughs> um, but God and his word never change. Our emotions do. So it doesn't matter if you don't feel blessed, you are blessed. It doesn't matter if you don't feel loved, you are loved. Or if you don't feel um, maybe like you have authority, you do have authority if you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And the devil will try to come up and lie to you and spread these seeds of doubt. And that's when you need to be ready with the word of God to combat those attacks. Because we do not fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts with words and specifically God's word. So the secret, the big secret to finding out your identity, you want to know what it is? Okay, this is it. Read your Bible. That's it. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast and um, have a great day. Just kidding. But that is that is the secret. And if you grew up in church, um, you've probably heard that your whole life. But it's real. This is why getting in your Bible every day is so crucial. Because the devil will try to come at you daily, which is why you need to be in the Word daily. This is your weapon against him. You need to be able to know the Word to fight off those attacks. I mean, the devil tried to tempt Jesus himself when he walked this earth, okay? And if you look back, um, you re if you read that story, what did Jesus do to counteract this and resist the devil? He didn't pray to God asking him to flick the devil away. He didn't, you know, curl up in a ball and rock back and forth to try to soothe himself or call up his pastor to send in a prayer request for the church. What did he do? He spoke the word of God straight to the devil's ugly face and the devil fled. So the Bible is your entire map and your fingerprint of your identity. I've heard people say, you know, well, yeah, I pray and I, I listen to worship music and that's how I have a relationship with God. <sighs> no. Okay, I'm, if you don't know me very well, I am a tough love kind of a person. I love you, but I'm going to, I'm I want to, I'm just going to tell you straight up how it is. And I'm just going to break it to you right now, right here, right now. You cannot have a relationship with God if you're not reading the Bible. I said it. There it is. And when I say reading the Bible, I mean ingesting it, studying it, uh, meditating on it, soaking yourself in this thing. Because 
this is how you feed your spirit, which should be the one ruling your life. Your spirit should be dominant over your flesh. So if you're spiritually anemic, then your flesh is going to end up ruling you. And that is no bueno. No bueno. And we'll talk about having, you know, like a, a routine at a later time. But you need to be in this word on the daily. And I don't just mean reading the little daily verse that, you know, pops up on your Bible app each day. No. If you are, quote unquote, too busy to have intentional, genuine time alone with God, then you are too busy. Just putting that out there. And if you don't know your word, then best of luck fighting off the enemy's attacks when they come at you. So you need this understanding, understanding of who God says that you are. And honestly, if you don't truly believe it at first, because I, I think most of us start out that way. I didn't. I sure as heck didn't believe most of the things I read about myself. I'm like, no, I was, I'm not smart. I was told, you know, my whole life that I was unintelligent or I'm rebellious and I don't listen to anyone or whatever, yada, yada. If you don't believe it at first, just still speak it out over yourself. It doesn't matter. Like until you get that, until it sinks deep into your spirit, just keep speaking it out over yourself regardless of whether you believe it or not. And eventually you will believe it. And, you know, maybe you know people like I do who they have like, um, what are they called? They read, oh, uh, affirmations every day. They have like daily affirmations uh, that they've written down about themselves or their goals. And they read those out loud every morning, like literally off of note cards that they have every single day. And big props to them because your girl over here admittedly does not do that. But if you need to write out some verses and plaster them, like I said, all over your house, do it. Put them up on your mirror, on your refrigerator, because honestly, I know that's like probably the number one spot you're standing all day because it is for me, just saying. But put them up everywhere so you can see them and speak them over yourself. Put them on your dashboard, your computer at work, wherever, wherever you're going to see them. Because it takes faith to walk in your true identity because you're going to have to have faith in Christ to trust and believe that what he says about you is true. So that takes faith. And the way we grow our faith is through reading and hearing the word of God, regardless of what people may have told you in the past. Um, you can't pray for more faith. You can't listen to worship music and have that build your faith. Romans says in the book of Romans, it says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So what does that mean? Hearing and reading, get in your word, get in the Bible and your faith will grow. Some of the most common killers of our identity 
and what prevents us from walking in it are number one, I believe insecurities, which is a huge one. Um, comparison. That's the just very icky. Blech. Or another one it could be lack of understanding or revelation, like what we were talking about, of what the word says, or believing lies that the enemy or even other people, honestly, have told us in the past, or maybe past experiences in life or our upbringing that may have negatively um, affected how we view ourselves. And I completely understand that people have had some things happen to them in life and I've been there too. I know people have gone through terrible traumas or experiences that honestly no one should have to go through. So I am not in any way saying that those aren't big deals, but if you're using your race or your gender, your family's uh, bloodline, anxiety, past traumas, or something like a generational curse as something that defines who you are, you need to stop it. Just stop. Or maybe you've even had the thought that something you've done in the past is what defines you. Because I that was me at one point as well. But I had to I had to come to the understanding that I have to stop accepting those things. That's the difference. Yes, those things may have happened or I may have done those things. They're not, I'm not um, saying that people don't have real stuff in their lives. But the difference is whether or not you choose to accept those things about yourself or accept those things as defining who you are. Christ died to break the curse of sin and death. So if you're born again, guess what? That little so-called generational curse that your family may have had issues with stops with you. It comes to an end right now. Um, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians that's, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5. Yes, it is. It says that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That's 2 Corinthians 5.17. So if you belong to Christ, you are a new creation, meaning whatever you've done in your past has no hold on you. None. Zero. So I want you to know and truly believe for yourself that you are valuable. You have value. Listen, Christ died a very brutal death for you because he put a very high value on you. And you need to make that personal if you haven't already in your life because you just like everyone else on this planet, have purpose whether you know exactly what that is or not. So resist the lie that says you have no purpose. Again, it's this is going back to the feelings, emotions, or thoughts um, that sometimes try to pop up against us. You have to resist those lies. So if you're a child of God, this is who God says you are. You are justified and redeemed you are no longer a slave to sin. You're righteous. 
holy, you're prosperous, you're anointed to do great and mighty things, you are highly favored, you are blessed, you have the mind of Christ, you're set free from the law, you're an heir of Christ, you've been called to be a saint, you have wisdom, sanctification, righteousness, you are victorious, an overcomer, you're a new creature, you are successful, everything you put your hand to prospers. Thank you, Lord. You are the righteousness of God. You're part of the body of Christ. You're a royal priesthood. You are chosen and blameless before God. You are forgiven. You're seated in heavenly places with Christ. You are God's workmanship, created to produce good works. You're a partaker of his promises. You have boldness and confident access to God through faith in Christ. You're a citizen of heaven. The peace of God guards your heart and mind. You are complete and whole, joyful. You're free from anxiety, depression. You are full of faith and you are fearless. All of those things that I just read as a born again Christian are your portion and your inheritance. That is what you have access to. That is who you are because of what Christ did for you on the cross. There was a woman in my life who she is, she's amazing. I just love her. But um, a few years ago, she told me, she came up to me and we weren't even talking about identity. I, at that point back then, it really wasn't a hot topic. So I, I honestly never really heard about it. No one told me who I was in Christ. Um, so I was just praying one day and she came up to me and she said, your identity is not held in just being John's wife. Your identity was settled at the cross. And she walked away. And I was like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> because again, I had never really heard that before put in that um put in that exact context. And honestly, I I had never thought about it. I never knew I needed to hear that. That might be you today. I, you might not even know you needed to hear this. And so I had to, that sparked my interest in figuring out what the heck she was talking about, what that meant. How do I um, walk in that, in that meaning, in that, in that calling of my identity. Because yeah, honestly, without even knowing it, I did put a lot of my identity in being a wife. And what I was, was, oh, I was John's wife. That's who I was, period. It just kind of ended there. Like John, he's the, the leader of the family. He's, um, he's so good at, at singing. He has a great singing voice. So he, he's on the worship team. He, he leads our, our church, uh, worship team, or he's really good at art. He's an artist. So he, that's his thing. He does that. And, uh, he's athletic. He does the bodybuilding shows and the, um, stone lifting and the, whatever it is. He's one of those people that just everything he does is so good. Like, you know, those people that really piss you off that they're just good at everything. And you're like, can you please just be bad at one thing? I'm still trying to find that, that thing that he's just not good at. And it's, I, I will find it. I will one day I'll let you know. Um, anyways, so 
it John was always like the one that had these very obvious talents and abilities and at back then I was just kind of like yeah like that's John's like I want him to be acknowledged for those things that's who he is that's what he's good at he has a calling in this this and this and I'm his wife that's all that's all I am I can and I can't believe I'm saying this now but I didn't realize there was so much more that God has gifted me, that he's given me abilities, that he has called me to do certain things, that I was created for a purpose more than just as a wife. Like, yes, that is a gift. That is a blessing. And I thank God for that gift every single day of being able to be John's wife. But there's so much more than that. So I say that to say or to encourage you to not just take my word for for it. Everything I'm telling you today, don't just take my word for it. Like I mentioned before, you need to get into the Bible yourself and believe this for yourself so that you can now walk confidently and powerfully in all that God has for you. So before I hop off, um, if you're listening to this and you have never accepted Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me, wherever you are. It's a simple prayer um, because there is a very real heaven and there is a very real hell. And whether you you believe this or not, it is God's will that every single person on this earth is saved from hell and has eternal salvation through accepting Jesus Christ into their hearts. So if that's you, Um, I want you to repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash and cleanse me. Set me free. I believe that you sent your son to die on a cross for me and that he rose from the dead. And that he is alive today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to help guide and strengthen me as I live for you. I am saved. I am set free. I am forgiven. And I am a child of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to be the first one to say welcome to the family of God and welcome to the daughterhood. So I pray that you are all so blessed and encouraged by this. And thank you again for listening. I love you and be blessed as you listen to this short clip of a really, really great song that I highly recommend you add to your playlist. See you next time, ladies.